0: Welcome to CritterCast episode 49. Yes. Yeah, I double-triple-checked it, and (laughs) it
1: still feels weird because I think we've made that mistake so many times in so many episodes that I'm just like... (laughs) hyper paranoid now but it is indeed episode
0: 49 which means one more episode and we'll be at 50 and and it feels wow. like there's a lot of pressure on that episode oh my gosh it better be a good episode. it better be a good one but every you know here at
1: CritterCast I like to think that every episode is a good episode darn tootin Absolutely. For those of you who are turning in for the very first time here at CritterCast, my name is Karina. My name is Cassie. And we are your co-hosts of this wonderful, mixed-up podcast all about animals. Yep. Of all shapes, sizes, and relationships to humans. (laughs) Accurate. Because, you know, we started in one place, then we moved to a different place, and now we're kind of morphing again, as podcasts do, to just expand you know the format of our show
0: but we've always kind of done
1: some of this too yeah i know but i'm sitting in a new place oh i see. I don't know if, if you noticed talking that, about but like i'm trying to change things up so i moved to a different spot dear listeners she studio. is actually
0: literally getting further and further away from me as we podcast more.
1: To be fair, when we started, we had one mic we had to share. <laughs> and now we get to, to move along. And now we have two mics. Okay. And now we have two little foldable tables for said mics. That's true. So Thank I so have much, the Patreon luxury supporters. of having space <laughs> to be able to wildly flop my arms about as I speak. And not hit me, which I appreciate. And also now, as she's always desired, yeah. your dog has her own part of the couch yep. without have having to share, to share it. it with me no. so i think that'll make our whole podcasting experience and therefore all of your listening experiences just much more peaceful much better if
0: that's the goal well hey welcome back you um probably listened to the last episode i hope because it was really awesome and it had a fantastic extra little musical um what's the what's the word egg easter egg that's it um, but it was, egg, so it was a Christmas egg. It was That's a Christmas egg. That's right. It was a holiday
1: egg. <laughs> yeah, we, we hope you enjoyed our our re-release of our reindeer episode mm-hmm. to celebrate the holidays. While we were, you know, kind of both doing our own things, it's always just a little bit difficult to coordinate those episodes, but we thought yeah. that you might enjoy it if you didn't get to catch it the first time around. So we hope that at least
0: one of the times around you were able to catch and enjoy that episode. And now this is our first episode of 2020. That's right. So we hope you had wonderful holidays and a very happy new year, and welcome to the future.
1: (laughs) It's Cassie and Karina, and we're at it again, sharing cool facts about our animal friends. We make stupid jokes and we laugh a lot, but we also like to learn, so give us a shot. We'll talk about snails and their tweezer teeth, or gush about our love of manatees. We'll tell you why owls are so scary to us and there's tons more critters that we'll discuss we promise to make sure you'll have a blast because
0: you're listening to CritterCast but about something that we think probably a lot of Listeners and people out there are experiencing right at this very moment.
1: Yeah, perhaps you're experiencing it now, or you've experienced it in the past, or you're thinking about you're
0: experiencing eagerly it. Eagerly awaiting right? experiencing it.
1: So instead of talking about a specific animal today and kind of going into that, we decided that we would like to talk about our pets, not just our pets in particular. I mean, we would
0: like to talk about that in every episode, obviously, but... and we
1: will because we can't stop ourselves. Um, but a lot of people around the holidays is is a really good time that they get pets, right? right? Because they're, you know, kids were good all year. They've been asking for a pet all year and parents or siblings or loved ones, one way or another, a lot of people
0: get or give pets as gifts. Right. Well, and so many shelters do um, holiday promotions too. Yeah, absolutely. The one near my family's house was doing a countdown to 2020. Mm-hmm. So every day of, of December, the adoption fees got less and less so that on the last day they were free.
1: Nice. Yeah. Nice. And I know a shelter near us, the Sacramento SPCA actually delivered newly adopted pets to their homes on Christmas Adorable. Eve.
0: Adorable. Uh,
1: and they called it the Poliday Express. That's ridiculous. And it ridiculous. was really, really cute.
0: That's the cutest thing. Right? Yeah. So
1: You know, once upon a time, you and I both having backgrounds in some type of animal rescue, but you know, whether it's just you, obviously the two of us not have we oh my goodness i can't even talk today okay (laughs) yeah the two of us having both adopted pets of our own and also having volunteered and or worked for a couple of different rescue and shelters um we've we've kind of seen a shift in this community from you know five ten years ago it was a big no-no to reduce adoption fees or encourage gift adoptions right you know somebody coming in and saying i want to adopt a pet for my child or for my sister or my, you know, parent right. for the holidays was a big red X. Yeah. You know, they, not, they haven't met the pet. They haven't picked it out. And we now see there's been a lot of studies done by big, you know, animal rescue uh, organizations. And just in general, there's been a shift in the conversation to yeah. say, maybe this is not the worst thing in the world. Right a lot of a lot of children that receive gifts as pets you know with the support of their family oh, yeah. end up having lifelong best friends Absolutely. that maybe are even more wanted and more appreciated right. because of the way that they were received and because of that special right. way right um you know it's not i'm sure
0: that's not always true but well and whether or not the rescue uh community thinks it's a good idea, it's going to keep happening. Absolutely. That people are going to give animals as gifts. Right. Um, So I think regardless of what the numbers show, Mm -hmm. uh, I I think it's a great idea that the shelters and rescues are embracing that and saying, Mm -hmm. great, let us help you get set up and make it as easy as possible for you to bring home the right family member. For right. You.
1: <laughs> Gatsby has things to say about this. I don't know why he was not he a Christmas feels present,
0: but very strongly. <laughs> he feels very strongly that he thinks he was a Christmas present from you to me.
1: Oh, that's not accurate but at all.
0: A couple of years ago. <laughs> he thinks you just got him much earlier and were waiting to give him to me.
1: Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> what a what a strange oddball he is indeed uh yeah i mean this this is the reality right people love animals and here at crittercast we are not in the business of judging no anyone way. for their choice
0: in no, pets we love animals too we
1: love all animals and if we prefer you do things legally
0: but <laughs> accurate yes please do that <laughs> And honestly, if someone wanted to get me a pet as a gift and they knew that I'd been thinking about getting that type of animal and they knew that I was prepared for one and I talked about it a lot. Or even if they didn't know that, but they were prepared to help you through it. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> Heck yes. Yeah. As a me.
1: child, and honestly, even as a full grown woman, I like that is still the dream, right? You open a box and there's a puppy in it. Yes. Maybe not a puppy specifically for me because right. that's not the lifestyle a I duck. choose.
0: I wanted a baby duck when you I was a kid. You wanted a baby duck. I did.
1: I think that's still like a dream country. I love to watch compilation videos of people yes. op- like creatively opening. I-, I love it when they're adopted and rescued pets, but sometimes, you know, they're babies purchased one way or another yeah. too. Um, and I, I love watching those those moments. So that's why we decided to talk today specifically about, you know, you have a new pet in your home, be it dog, cat, reptile, bird, fish. How do you integrate that pet into your home? How do you allow them to adjust to your routine? And how do you change your routine to accommodate a new life under your roof? Absolutely. And we just thought, you know, post-holidays, post a lot of people getting new pets, this was a, a good time to have that discussion.
0: Also, send us pictures of your new pets. I want to see all of them. Um, Send us pictures of your old pets, too. We Accurate. want them all. Yes. Just send us pet pictures.
1: Especially if they were celebrating the holidays and you dress them up.
0: Send this me pictures favorite. of other people's pets, too.
1: Yeah. Just send me all the pet pictures. <laughs> all of them. Yes. If it's on your phone, yes. send it to me. Yes. Uh, you know, that's just my goal is to have as many many random pet pictures collected in my mind as possible. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So did you ever get an animal as a a present? No, I did not. I know. I know. I
1: actively went and, you know, I mean, our family looked for our first pet, well, my first pet when I was a baby baby was an iguana because my right. mom knew we wanted a pet and she went to the pet store and they said, yeah, if you're Hello. allergic to, because my mom's allergic to furry animals yeah. and, um, you know, we were, we were both young. I think I was a baby and my sister was probably five or six right. and they said, yeah, this will be great. This will be a good first pet. An iguana. They were so very wrong, of oh course, because we got it when it was a baby. Oh my Quite obviously, <laughs> iguanas grow up to be massive pets. Yes. They can be temperamental. They can be icky about eating their food. They need massively large enclosures and have very specific heating and lighting requirements. Um, so it's it's super not a pet for everyone. But that was my first pet. And then I didn't have a pet for many years till our family like suck, sought out a, a dog that we rescued from a, or we, we accepted from a previous family that was rehoming it. uh uh-huh. And then our bunny that we adopted and then my cat that wandered into my life and every pet since then I have actively sought out to either adopt or, you know, found and told my mom we have to keep it. Right. Right. So none of it, none of it <laughs> coincided with birthdays or holidays or anything, but it's still the moment that I was told, yes, you can have this. Yeah. It was a, a like
0: that made it moment. a holiday. Oh like, yeah. It was a absolutely. party day. No. Yeah. How about you? Did you ever receive one as a gift? I did. Oh, I did. And it was the best gift ever. Um, I think I might have gotten a guinea pig or a bunny as a gift when I was younger, Mm-hmm. But for my 16th birthday, Mm -hmm. my parents finally yielded to my incessant begging Mm -hmm. (laughs) and took me to a shelter and let me adopt a kitten. Oh, I know it was the best thing. And it was a total surprise. Oh, I mean, I had been pushing for a kitten for ages. Our cat that I grew up with had died when I was. Um, almost 13. Mm-hmm. And so we'd been without a cat, but we had a dog and mm-hmm. our dog was getting older and we knew yeah, he was probably right. nearing the end of his life and I didn't want to be without an animal. Yeah. So I'd been kind of pushing and pushing and total surprise for my 16th birthday. They took me to the shelter. I didn't even know where we were going Aww. and I kind of did a little little lid flipping nice <laughs> and then went in and picked out i think we actually went twice i went the first time and just met the cats and then went back home and thought about it a little bit and then went back and adopted the one that i was in love with and it was a wonderful wonderful cat oh i know that's really great. nice i'm glad oh that's good
1: Happy so memory. <laughs> you know that's and that's one way that that people decide to get pets right is adoption another right. way is is a buying from a breeder or from a store or sure. all the things and we've we've referenced you know our personal recommendations um before so we're going to kind of skip past that yeah. part of getting a pet whether you got it as a gift or whether you know you all got together and made this choice let's say whatever it is you have a new pet at home yeah now the things that we will that we'll recommend will differ totally not only from species to species oh, yeah. but individual pet to pet right. right but i think most of our expertise comes in specifically rescued animals yeah, absolutely um, and and allowing that time for transition but honestly anytime an animal changes environment yeah. whether it is a fish or a dog there or a horse you know yep. there yep. is a transition period that you have to understand and respect is just going to be a little bit strange for both you and your new pet. And things are not going to be picture perfect right away. You're not going to unbox that kitten on Christmas and be able to hold it and kiss it and do whatever the heck you want with it. Right.
0: Unless it is literally the most forgiving and tolerant kitten in the world.
1: Right. And and even if you do all that, you're going to hit a threshold with that cat (laughs) probably pretty quickly. And before
0: you know it, You're going to be wanting to learn how to trim some claws, Right. Yeah. Um, yeah please do. Yeah. Absolutely. Trim your trim your nails. So we, we have talked before about the younger life stages of both cats and dogs mm-hmm. in our cats and dogs episodes. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested in learning more about puppies and kittens, mm-hmm. go back and listen to those on like bringing home puppies and kittens. Yeah. But for this, we're going to just focus on that settling in period right? and that idea. Right. Cause I think a lot of people don't really realize what a huge transition that is for yeah, the animals for the animal
1: and for you. Oh, oh my God.
0: Absolutely. Like,
1: I mean, I think people expect when they go from a home with no animals to, uh, to an, and to a pet of some kind, they know to expect, okay, like, Some things about my life have to change. But even if you have existing pets and you welcome a new pet into that home, integrating them and having the daily management of a multi-pet
0: household...
1: is a lot. Every single new mouth to feed and every single new animal to clean up after, whether that's a tank, you know,
0: personality to negotiate.
1: Right. Is a lot. I mean, like my thought too, is say you have dogs, uh, and then you decide to get a fish, right? It seems like, oh, this will be no big deal. I'm an excellent dog owner. Right. But this is now a new routine that you're adding in. Navigating that and, and adding that into your life can be a bigger transition than I think most people
0: give the Too. I completely agree when I brought my own, my very own dog home, mm-hmm. when I was a grown adult, <laughs> <laughs> I had a... Um, I wouldn't say cold feet or regrets, but I was wondering for at least the first week if I'd done the right thing.
1: Yeah, adopters remorse, dude. Yeah. It's a real thing.
0: It was just it was so much and it's it was a lot. such a change to my lifestyle and I was so worried that I was doing the wrong thing all the time and I didn't want to leave her alone. Yeah. And it just was I didn't realize the impact it was going to yeah. have on me. And lo and behold, the
1: whole time, the dog's just like, this is the best day of my life. This is totally. the best day of my life. She every morning she woke happy. up and is like, this is the best day of my life.
0: <laughs> she wakes up that way every morning. I,
1: which is great. I love dogs for that reason, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's, that's the first thing I always want to know that adopters that I counsel and talk to or that friends and family who come to me and they're like, hey, I, I think I'm ready to get a pet. I always want to know that they've just... They sat down and thought about that, whether that happens weeks before you get a pet or whether that happens in that moment when you have that pet and you're driving home and you're like, oh my goodness, you know, (laughs) because we don't all plan months and months ahead for changes in our life like this. And that's just how life goes, right?
0: And I've done both. I've planned for months and months and months and months and months, (laughs) even years for some of my animals. And then for other animals, it was literally... That's well, a cute gecko. I guess that one's coming <laughs> home with me.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. I, I mean, same, same for sure. Um, and and on the flip side, I have sat there and thought, I totally planned this out for months. And then got home and realized I didn't even know what to feed an animal. So, oh, you know, yeah. mistakes have been made. Yep. But how do you bounce back from that moment? Right. Right. And then just continue on happily living your life with this new addition?
0: I think that's a great idea uh, or question. And I think that's something that a lot of people kind of don't really think about the fact that. That's a hump that you get over. Mm -hmm. And so they hit that hump and they think, oh, I've made a terrible mistake. Right. Perhaps I should find someone else to take this animal or perhaps I should take this animal back. Right. Look, I get it. If you did make a mistake in taking an animal home, I am not going to judge you. Right. For finding someone who that animal will be happier with. Right. That, no judgment here for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but also just be aware
1: that
0: right. that is something super normal that everybody, s- everyone goes everybody through. Everybody feels this. You so know? you have not made a huge mistake yeah. necessarily. I mean, maybe you did. I don't know your life. Yeah but probably not just give yourself a couple of weeks and yeah. get used to the new routine. Yeah. yeah. I,
1: I think, you know, there's a graphic that floats around social media. If you are into adoption, rescues, shelters at all, there is a couple of different versions of this graphic that's been circling around that says, you know, newly adopted, I think it's specific to dogs, but a lot of people have shared it, you know, across all pets. Yeah. Newly adopted pets need a minimum of three days yep. to decompress Three weeks to like learn the routine, yep. and three months to feel like part of the family, yes, something like that, yeah. Um, but I I think three days is not really being generous no. enough, and I think that maybe three months sometimes is too generous. I know it's it's just a catchy
0: little graphic. Well, it's going to depend on the individual animal too, yeah. but, but I, I think the idea is
1: yes, I I love the idea, and I I like to tell my friends and family give yourself a week. Yeah. Give yourself a week to evaluate your emotional feelings about an animal, right? Because your first day or two, you might just be completely and utterly like giddy. I love this. This is going great. Your next two or three days after that, you might be like, oh my gosh, what is going on? Regardless, you know, the second that you see a behavior issue or, you know, or just something goes wrong or you wake up, one day and your pet didn't eat
0: the same way or they didn't
1: drink or they don't want to get out of bed first
0: time you have to feed your snake a rat
1: right like (laughs) this these these are just feelings that you might feel overwhelmed by yeah and i say for you give you as an adopter or you know a new pet owner
0: absolutely give yourself time to settle too. get yourself time to get used to the new routines and the new experiences Right. and fully expect that depending on the animal, it will impact Every part of your life. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, you're going to be spending more money. Yep, and as a new pet parent, yeah. you're going to spend a lot more money than you will in the long run. trust oh, yeah. me. because like everywhere you go, you're like they
0: need right. this. So they don't, don't panic if suddenly you're spending <laughs> you're way more your money. And you'd budget it.
1: <laughs> Firstly, budget, plan. Right, it's good. <laughs> Secondly, yeah, don't panic. You know, yeah. we all have the urge to kind of overspend and overanalyze when we're feeling worried or anxious about ourselves and our ability to take care of another animal um i so i think that one week period for you is really important and then the decompression period or transition time for your new animal is really going to depend on that animal at minimum three days is a
0: good minimum. minimum Yeah.
1: Because for a new dog, you know, the, some of them, if they were at a shelter or mm-hmm. in a foster home, some of them may have had changes before yeah. that were a day day or two. Three days in a new home is going to be them saying, okay, I haven't been in a shelter for a couple days. Right. I haven't been put in a kennel. I haven't gone back to that place. Something is different. Yeah. three-day mark is them kind of going, all right, okay, right. this is a new thing I have to get
0: used to. Yep.
1: And then they have a couple weeks of just realizing, okay, this is home base. Right. And then they have anywhere. And here's like the
0: boundaries, and here's some of the rules, and what happens if I misbehave or I push those boundaries, and when do I get fed, and who are my comfort people, and who are my play people, and right.
1: Yeah. It's just a lot. And cats as well. You know, some cats are more confident and able to transition yes. easier than others. Even smaller animals like rabbits and guinea pigs and oh, yeah. reptiles and fish. I mean, at, you know, fish, just transitioning a fish, it, that stress of moving <laughs> literally can kill them. <laughs> right? It's a lot. And you want to acclimate their water properly and yeah. acclimate their temperature properly and make sure that their environment is appropriate. And reptiles as well. Like when we take on a new foster uh, yeah. or we take on a new adopted reptile we fully expect that for the first week or two we're not going to get them to eat like we just want to make sure that they are staying warm right and that we're cleaning up after them right but that stress manifests in animals in a lot of the same ways yes regardless of species
0: right and so that's another thing to keep in mind too if you're having trouble because it's a lot more work than you expected. Just keep in mind that a lot of this is you figuring out how to communicate with that animal, that animal, and you getting used to the routines. And so you might see a lot of behaviors that you won't see on the regular. Right. Yeah. Both from you and Janupia, Right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you, you will learn to calm
1: down and settle in in time. You know, sometimes that the steps that you might take to accommodate an animal in your life are as simple as... Adjusting your nighttime routine by an hour or setting your alarm a half hour earlier to accommodate for that word we cannot say with all three of our dogs on the couch, (laughs) Uh, or you know, feeding routine in the morning and all that stuff, and and you know, making changes to your personal life as well. Maybe you don't go out every night that you're free, maybe some nights you have to go home now and take care of something, right? Um, but hopefully when you have accepted a new pet into your life, it's because you want it in some way, whether you want a pretty fish tank to like look at and enjoy, or you want, a dog or a cat for companionship. Hopefully, you know, you're not putting in all this work and stress for nothing. That's really the first step is, especially if you're given an animal as a gift, is this something you wanted? (laughs) And if it's not something you wanted, please don't ever feel free. Like, don't feel like you shouldn't be, you know, you can be grateful and still say, thanks, but I don't feel ready for this in my life. It's so
0: much work for something that if you are not really into it, Right. It probably yeah. isn't worth it. Right. Right. Yeah. But if it's and something that's that you okay. wanted, you know,
1: <laughs> if it's something that you wanted, have confidence. We believe in you. We totally believe in We know that you can you. be compassionate and responsible pet
0: parents. Of course you can. You're whatever, amazing. To whatever pet it is you've decided that's to right. welcome into your home. Your adorable little milk snake is going to be so happy with you. Aw. Little
1: baby milk snakes. Aww. Such tiny baby snakes. They're so, so cute. You know... So letting them, letting them settle in, you know, in that first couple of days to couple of weeks of just, this is, this is the grace period. This is when you understand you're getting to know all of your animals' quirks. Right. You know, if you got them from a previous owner or a breeder or a shelter that had them for a while and they gave you some information, you can take that and kind of keep it in the back of your mind. But you're still going to be learning all about your new pet.
0: Oh, yeah. Because
1: what's true of a whole species is going to be only a small part of what it
0: means to be the caretaker for that individual yep. animal. Yep. And we've talked before about the fact that animals who are in shelters are really stressed out. Mm -hmm. And so the behavior that you're seeing in a shelter is...
1: Specifically those guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: not necessarily going to be the behavior that you'll see at home, but you might still see some of those behaviors for the first couple of days or weeks or months.
1: Right. And likewise, you know, we have a lot of reptile lovers on this podcast that listen to us. And if if you've listened to previous episodes and listened to our recommendations and got an animal from a show, a reptile show, definitely, that's another place that you're really only seeing a tiny bit bit about that animal and when you get them home they might surprise you a lot and this is you know that's that time where you need to just be patient with that pet and yourself yeah be be Have understanding for both of you accidents are going to happen accidents like house training accidents yeah. like litter box accidents yep. like like you not knowing and accidentally stepping on your tiny dog or your kitten as it walks by yep. you accidentally shutting your animal in a room and them destroying it yep
0: you know or your new husky puppy eating your couch
1: <laughs> or you not realizing, you know, that the that they're not all crate trained right away right. and that you might hate that. I I always it hurts me, it hurts my heart a little bit when adopters come and, you know, they have a pet that they left alone for the first time yeah. within a few days of adoption because we all have lives sure with jobs and stuff. Um and and they have to leave their pets alone. And their pets are stressed out one way or another. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they Google, oh, my dog barked the whole time I was gone. Or, oh, my dog came out of the crate. Can you hear that feedback? Okay, so it's it's only on my end. Okay. Uh, you know, they hear that, or they Google those symptoms, and right. they come up with the dreaded separation anxiety. Right, right. Which, it hurts my heart when people assume that a newly adopted pet right. is suffering from separation anxiety when they're really just going through a transition yeah right they're just settling in they're just getting to know you maybe they've never been asked to be in a crate before yeah maybe they've been left out in the backyard or maybe they've never been left out in the backyard
0: or maybe they've always been around one or two or three other dogs or cats
1: right right we really like with our rescued pets specifically we have no idea what their life looked like yeah and it's it's i don't i always tell people let's not placed labels on anything we see in the first week oh yeah (laughs) it's just you know have have patience with your new pet you know hopefully you've done some research whether you were given your pet as a gift or you sought out your pet hopefully you went ahead and did some research on how to take care of them what common issues you might come up with right uh, and you can be prepared for that but even if you haven't take this time as a learning time it's okay (laughs) to
0: ask for help oh my gosh yes Absolutely. Hopefully you have a support system. Yep. And if you don't have a built-in support system, look around and find one because there are always going to be new adopters classes or new puppy classes. And honestly, for me, when I had just adopted my dog, a lot of the benefit was going and talking to people and finding out, oh, this is a normal thing. Right. (laughs) It's okay. What are some things that I can do to make this work better for me and for my dog right
1: absolutely and i think that's just you know this is accurate when i when i got my first leopard gecko oh yeah i thought i did research i know what's up i knew what to put in his tank didn't know what to feed him right don't know why i must have like i just missed this big old gap in yeah. my like research for some reason ah. or and i didn't like i didn't know that they ate their shed i didn't know right really basic things right and when my gecko started turning white i kind of went into panic mode <laughs> but only for a little bit i just did a quick
0: google search and i yeah. was like oh this means he's shedding yep <laughs> no big okay. deal okay right oh and hey utilize online forums but be smart about it. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Right. You're, you're on, you know, friends, friends, other experienced pet owners and Google searches do not equate experienced professional advice, Nope. whether that be medical or behavior related. Right. Professional advice and professional assistance are always important. Yes. That being said, you don't have to panic call your vet every two seconds. No. But. Establish a good relationship with a veterinarian. Whatever pet it is that you have, find a a veterinarian, Mm -hmm. whether it's a reptile or bird, exotic, small animal, dog, cat. Find a veterinarian nearby when you get your pet before your pet is sick or injured. Bring those records in. Say, hey, here's my pet. Let's get them home. I always recommend that you do that kind of after the one week period. It's within too your much first stress two within weeks, that first for sure. week. But a lot of that offices if you if you adopt your pet, a lot yeah. of adoption places, shelters, and rescues have some kind of partnership with local right. veterinarians. But a lot of veterinarians, in and of themselves, if you are a first time client with them, you know whether you just moved to the area or you just got a pet, will offer some type of hey, just come on by, let's mm-hmm. do a wellness check for free.
0: Yeah, a wellness check or welcome home visit, something like that.
1: Absolutely. Just so that you can say, I have met a veterinarian. They have my pet's records, whatever records do exist. Yeah. And I have a person to go to if I am panicking for yes. advice. <laughs> they could tell you whether or not it's worth coming in for yep. a visit, whether or not it's something to be concerned about. You know, they can get you set up on the right Absolutely. path.
0: And if that animal that you have just brought home is an exotic, actually ask you, around for local vets don't just do a google search and see the like one listed exotic vet within an hour's drive right ask around because a lot more you can call ahead
1: too absolutely like call local Mm -hmm. veterinarians to say does anybody because sometimes it might not be marketed as an exotic vet but there might be one veterinarian there who has expertise exactly so you can call or sometimes it might say like online oh yeah we treat them but if you call they're like i mean we look at them yeah and you're like
0: "Hmm." but that's literally all we're gonna do is look and say yeah looks like a lizard
1: (laughs) yep this is a lizard you're like what type and they're like "Mm -hmm, yeah it's got legs it's a lizard it's not a snake
0: (laughs) (laughs) wait is it a leg i no, don't nope. know. Uh,
1: yeah, so I think these are really important tips for new pets. Are you know what have what have we said so far? Give yourself time. Yes. Get you know take that moment Expect to evaluate things. Uh, <laughs> give your your pet time to settle in. Yeah. Take this additional time to educate yourself. Yep. Establish a relationship with a
0: local veterinarian for whatever type of pet that you've adopted. Yeah. These are all really good tips so far. Okay, so here's a question that some people might have. Mm -hmm. What are some things that you can do or some things that you shouldn't do while you're letting your pet settle in for that first like three days to three weeks for the real immediate settling in?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think you can and should, even from day one, Mm -hmm. set clear boundaries for your pet. How do you do that? (laughs) It totally, you know, it depends on the pet, right? So for cats, what's often recommended is setting them up in a small space okay don't just let them roam free in the house right a they are very territory based animals uh-huh. and immediately feeling like they have to explore and protect and memorize a big space right is really overwhelming to them and right. can offer trigger fear and stress and they might pick the darkest smallest place like under the bed or behind the fridge and then and refuse to leave you may not see
0: that cat closet. for three weeks anyway right <laughs>
1: um so setting that up for success by giving them a small space and introducing them kind of bit by bit to a household yeah. especially when you have resident pets yeah but even when it's just you um that's important and also allows you to help establish really good litter box habits right off the bat because yeah. that is like a number one boundary for people is you know you want your cat to use the litter box and you don't want any accidents. So yeah, if they're in the a, dream. if they're in a small space where their litter box is very accessible and you keep it clean, right, then you're gonna set yourself up for success a lot better.
0: So setting those pattern those boundaries and patterns for yourself too. Right? If you're planning on cleaning that litter box twice a day, start now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um and with or if dogs, you're gonna be like my you know, mom
0: and clean it six times a day. Oh my god. Okay, go for it, mom, I guess. <laughs> uh, with
1: uh with dogs not allowing them you know, obviously we can't close our dogs in a small space. Um it's just right. not they, they would not be very happy. But a lot of people, in order to you know let their dogs kind of explore the space, keep new dogs on leash or tether them to themselves so that your dog right. is closely supervised right. in their first couple of days at home. Not only will they feel comforted that they're with you... But you will be able to control where they are in the house, what they're getting into. Right. Let them know it's not okay to just wander and hide in another room for hours. Sure. And hours. Uh, it's not okay to go pee in another corner of the room because you don't know the lay of the land. Yeah. And new dogs, whether or not they're house trained, should be taken on frequent. That word we cannot say with our dogs laying on the couch <laughs> or, you know, let out to the backyard. It rhymes with talks. Right. Or, it, you know, whatever it is, whatever way it is that you intend. Tend to do potty breaks for your dog do that frequently whether or not you've been told your dog is house trained oh yeah because you just want to be able to encourage those yeah if your dog is not allowed on the bed or your dog is not allowed on the furniture or your cats are not like whatever rules you want to have for your pets you can't make exceptions to those rules right Front, you know, oh, well, we're just getting to know each other right. because it's going to be a lot harder to teach those boundaries oh, yeah. later on. And it's going to be really unfair to your pets who said, but I used to be able to yep. do this. Right. Or, you know, my poor mom's dogs who say, wait a minute, those dogs are allowed in that room, but I'm not allowed in that yeah. room. I don't get it. Yeah. They, just, they can't make <laughs> oh. those reasoning jumps. Now, that being said, uh-huh. as we already mentioned, be patient. mistakes will happen you'll make mistakes they'll make mistakes they won't understand you right away right so there are absolutely ways to gently communicate these boundaries to your pets uh, depending on what methods you choose what pet you have what your lifestyle is like there's a lot of different ways to do things uh you know yelling at your pets and yanking them around and you know shoving them outside and shoving them in crates these aren't effective Mm -mm. ways to communicate with them
0: they're effective ways to scare them even more
1: right but setting boundaries and starting to teach those rules from day one is really important yeah because if you just change your mind on things left and right your dogs will never be able to keep up and your cats too yeah you know if they're allowed to snuggle with you on the couch while they're cute little kittens and then the second that they're bigger or their nails grow long again yes and they're not allowed to all of a sudden right
0: yep they're not going to get that at all i think another concept that's really important for me and my experiences um, is the idea of giving your animal options and choices and waiting for them to give consent to things, Mm -hmm. especially when they're settling in. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not saying like, go out and get five different types of cat food and array them beautifully. Yeah. Don't (laughs) wreak havoc on your pet's digestive system. Um, But you know, if if you're going to go for a pet, just check and make sure your animal is comfortable first. Right. You, you know, the, you don't know their body language very well. They don't necessarily know what to expect from you. Mm-hmm. So just kind of telegraphing all of your behaviors. Right. Making sure that they feel comfortable with what's happening to them. Yeah. That they have choices of either playing or cuddling on the bed. Things mm-hmm. like that, I think.
1: Yeah, I think not... I, I totally get what, you, what you're saying. And I don't know that it's necessarily so much about, like, choices as much as just... Take that moment to recognize that you don't know each other, that you're strangers and animals, all animals, regardless of species, primarily communicate through body language. As humans, we primarily communicate through verbal language because that's how we've evolved. But, I mean, we use a lot of body language, too, but we don't oh, yeah. understand it the same way. Right. We use a lot of subtle body language that we subtly pick up on without even noticing. And animals intentionally put off and look for body language. Yeah. So if you are really careful with your new pet in watching for signs of stress and watching for when they seem to enjoy things, you'll be able to kind of cater your what what it is that you're looking for what it is that they're looking for and find that middle ground yeah you know it's not that you have to if you if you bring your new dog into a room and you put out a tennis ball and a stuffy (laughs) toy and a bone they probably are gonna have no idea that you're giving them choice I mean I do that though okay but not all dogs are your dog so Accurate. If I put those three Maybe toys in front of my I dogs, do they would look at me very confused. They would not understand this.
0: Maybe my dog trained me to give her <laughs> toy options. Yes.
1: But but you know, I mean yes, they they should always have in, the option of saying no to things. Yeah. They should always have the space and room, whether it's your cat or your dog to say, I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. I don't want to play right now. I don't want to cuddle right now. Maybe I've never been allowed on a bed before and right. you want me on your bed. Don't just put me on your bed. Right. If I'm scared, I'll probably pee on it. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. That's life. Um, so I think that's really important as well. And I do think, um, you had said something earlier that, triggered a thought and then i forgot about Uh-oh. it because i didn't write it down oh i'm sorry oh no 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 it's not your fault i just uh it'll it'll come back to me in okay. time i think i'm okay. sure it will we'll see um yeah uh, newly adopted pets oh i think it was about food because oh. you mentioned food oh right
0: right food transitioning oh yeah that's a right it's a big one here's the expect thing. digestive problems
1: if you if you are going to introduce brand new food right away, expect them to not know what to do with it at yeah. first and yeah. expect them to have upset tummies. <laughs> oh, if babies. you can try and get some of the food that they are eating. Yeah. Uh, you know, even if you get a reptile from a previous home where they were eating completely the wrong food and you know it's bad for them, still try to transition them slowly from whatever they were eating to whatever you would like to feed them. Yeah. That's gonna help their system, you know. If it's it's like us you can't you can't decide to go vegan one day just cold turkey and expect your right. body to be able to understand you will go through some type of process right. now in that choice specifically if someone decides to just be vegan one day they don't want to transition slowly off of something if they've you know depending on why they've decided to do it but your body will right have some adjustments right your body will be like yes why are we only eating this now yeah. where is my red meat where's my protein yeah. you know and obviously we can understand things differently than our pets can. But if all they know is I have an upset tummy and I don't know why, it's just going to make the stress of transitioning so much worse for them. absolutely.
0: If they already feel bad, it's just going to make everything that much worse poor poor babies. poor babies
1: yeah like with with dogs and cats obviously you can't go a day without feeding them two three days without feeding them right so you do have to just be really on top of that if you have reptiles or fish it's actually recommended because they have slower metabolisms and don't eat every day anyway right it's actually recommended to just not offer food for a week or so mm-hmm. like let them settle in let them hang out they have slow metabolisms. They are not going to starve. Right. If you try to feed them right away when they're stressed, the chances are that they're just going to throw, throw it up anyway right. and that's stressful for them and it's gross for you and a waste of everyone's yeah. time and money. Yep. So depending on the species of animal that you have, feeding wise, it's either hold back, <laughs> don't shove food at them right away, right. or you know transition slowly from one food to another. Right. Don't over-treat.
0: Oh yeah! Even Upset though you love that new right. animal and you want to Spoil show it them. all the affection possible yeah. and help it feel comfortable and happy, you gotta monitor.
1: Ooh, oh, that's what I was gonna talk about. Even though you love that pet and all you want to do is show it off and introduce oh, it to everyone you love, yeah, please avoid inviting all your friends and family and all their pets over to meet your new animal. Just like a newborn baby. Right. Right. We want to spend some time with just quality you and time, your new pet, especially if you have other pets at home that you're trying to integrate. Oh like, yeah. Take that time, settle in before you start inviting, you know, crazy amounts of people over. That being said, you know, you want to have a friend over or a family member over to meet your new pet and to help you out and be there to support you. Heck yeah. That's one thing. But especially if you got your pet around the holidays, avoid Oof. hosting any large <laughs> holiday gatherings, right. right? If you are thinking about getting someone's a, someone a pet for a birthday or a holiday, right. maybe wait until after the big parties yeah. or, you know, Just make sure that you have a quiet space set aside for that animal. That's a
0: great point. That's
1: like the worst thing to do for especially a rescued pet to take them from a stressful shelter or to transition them from a foster home into your home. And then immediately introduce them to 20 new people and loud noises and smells and potentially dangerous food all over the place
0: yeah it's just that's, that's a, lot a lot to manage to for everybody right that's just a lot to,
1: and yeah. you'll be worried the whole time because you'll be like that's my new pet don't touch it but <laughs> like, just uh right just take that time yeah quiet time in your first couple of yeah. weeks at home it's just you
0: and your new baby totally just figure things out and do just enjoy it you know just experiment with like different types of games and different types of petting and see what makes you and your pet the happiest. Is it just nap
1: time on a on a mat laced with catnip? Maybe it's just nap time all the time. Oh, that's true too. Yeah. Maybe it's just a, a big fuzzy blanket I can burrow into so that yep. you'll never see me ever again. Yep. Uh, these are all
0: these are all excellent, excellent. Boys. Also, do take a lot of pictures. And oh, you show will them never regret it. All your friends, you will never and regret post it. them on all social media all the time. No one's going to be like, oh man, can you imagine Karina posted another picture of her new kitten? (laughs) No. no. And honestly, if
1: they do, they they can mute you. They're not your friends anyway. They can mute you if it's annoying. (laughs) You know, I'm never going to tell my friends that they have to stop posting pictures of their babies, of their human babies. Like, they're excited. That's their life. If you want your baby on social media, you do you. May I mute you for a week if it gets a a little bit much for me? I might, but I still (laughs) love you and support you like but
0: also look at my kitten pictures.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i feel like like animal pictures annoy people a lot less than human oh, yeah. pictures but maybe that's just like me and my personal circle of friends possible but doubtful yeah i mean i have a couple friends that like love love baby pictures too and one of my friends posts a lot of pictures of his niece, and she's pretty cute yeah. so i'll take it but yeah you know i will never be mad at a kitten picture
0: no literally never or a Uh, kitten video right five minute long kitten video
1: take that time yes enjoy it
0: i'll watch it i might
1: not watch the whole five minutes my (laughs) attention span i am a millennial you know so my attention span is pretty
0: limited (laughs) depends on my stress level if i'm super stressed out i might watch that whole five minute video oh yeah for sure Ugh.
1: but i think these are all good points i try i like i'm i'm really struggling to think of You know, despite the fact that this is my life and my profession and I hear things from recent adopters all the time, I'm really struggling to think
0: of what else is important to address. I think maybe space, Space just giving space. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't put your face in your new animal's face. Yeah. Don't hug your new animal. Give them a place to retreat to that you will not infiltrate right if whether that's a
1: crate for a dog or a cat, a cat tree, tree for a cat a, a little cave. a bed that they can hide
0: in yeah yeah hide tunnel for, for your new ferret right not in california but maybe in <laughs> oregon yeah or just plenty of like plants in your
1: fish tank just yeah. don't expect your pets to perform and be on display right. right away for whatever pet it is they are all going to be some level of stressed out and even if they like half the time they seem happy and excited about life especially like puppies puppies yeah. and kittens are like they adapt very easily they're going to yeah. be excited about a lot of things and exploring oh, all the yeah. new things but they are going to have moments when they're overwhelmed and they just need a break yep. and you should encourage
0: those breaks oh yeah 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 you should don't be sad if you know time away
1: from each other you should encourage yep. them time to just nap and do their own thing yep. not only is that going to be really helpful for when you need to leave and they need to be able to be <laughs> Right. alone but it's also just like you you're not going to necessarily want to be interacting with your animal all the time while they're home sometimes you want to just be able to do what we're doing now and just casually sit and enjoy some downtime yeah. where they're not actively pawing you for attention. Yes. Um, and that's that's really important. And it's hard for us as humans because when something's new, you know, when you get a right. new phone, when you and get a new so car, cute. all you want to do is like interact with that new right. thing, especially pets. But. You have a lifetime with a sample, yeah. whether that's three years for a hamster right. or 20 years for a cat. Yeah. You have a lifetime yeah. to enjoy them. So, you know, don't, don't go too crazy right away. Yeah.
0: It's, breathe, breathe it's, through your giddiness. It's a lot. It's a lot, man. It's, <sighs> it's so, lot. so exciting though. Congratulations on your new pet. If you, if you don't, however, have a new pet yet, I'm sorry, but you would like to get one. Ooh
1: the uh, the featuring an adoptable pet section <gasps> oh boy. of our podcast yes. might be the perfect segment for you fabulous so last time uh, on our we did not include this in the reindeer re-release episode because it was a re-release so we didn't we didn't tag it in there but the, our previous episode all about pitties and blocky headed dogs we featured Fancy Pants yes. the adoptable blocky head mix from the Elk Grove Animal Shelter and she was very promptly adopted Yay! like literally the day after we released that episode it which was meant to is,
0: be we put it out into goes. the universe and the and universe <laughs> listened and responded there you go it was a man manifestation of positive visualization it was wild is what it was
1: <laughs> fancy whose name is now royalty whose family is oh. enjoying her very much they had some of those moments too yeah. hey you know should they woke reach up out one to day yeah they came by because she woke up one day and was just really mellow and not as playful and not eating well And it turns out she was begging for food because they'd been giving her human food because she'd been not (laughs) wanting to eat the kibble they bought. And so then, but then the vet told them to stop doing that because she had an upset tummy. So they didn't. And then she was like, well, I guess I'm just not going to eat then. Which is... (laughs) You know, and that panicked them because they were new pet parents, and you know they just wanted the best for her.
0: And we yeah, so we just yeah. chatted about how hashtag relatable. You know,
1: she's not going to die. <laughs> she's just gonna like just gonna chill out for yeah. a second and she stop giving will her so eat many when she gets foods. hungry. Um, but yeah, so that's that's wonderful for fancy today. We decided, you know, we covered a cat, we covered a dog, we covered multiple. There's just one cat and one dog so yep. far. Yep, just Bobby and Fancy. Um, sticking again with the Elk Grove Animal Shelter, just because we've been far too lazy to go to another shelter and meet other animals.
0: Oh, but it's coming.
1: Oh yeah, don't worry. It's we coming. will. We will eventually. You know, we'll just we'll have to. Uh, but we decided to change it up today. We're going to talk about an adoptable
0: turtle. <gasps> oh boy, because maybe a cat or dog isn't right for you, but a turtle is. Turtles are right for. Me all the time. Are they? No.
1: Is this turtle particularly right for you? I don't know.
0: Tell me about this turtle. No,
1: this turtle is a red-eared slider.
0: Oh. So
1: for those of you who are unfamiliar, in many places, red-eared sliders are nuisance species. They're invasive species. They are native to the southern United States, but not to here in California on the West Coast, where they have been introduced into the environment because they were pets that were released and, and they have thrived. Overtook, right? They have thrived. The, the poor Western much. pond turtles are really the, the yep. ones who are most threatened by them in our area specifically. So what that means for an animal shelter when we see a red-eared slider is we have limited options. You know, it's not wildlife. It's even if it came from the wild, we right. cannot put it back out in the wild legally because that would be unfair to the Western pond turtles. Yes. This guy in particular, his name is Timmy. He is an approximately three-year-old, because uh, he's about five inches, okay. and they, they tend to get to six like he's between five and six inches and they tend to hit that by like three years old. They'll hit like four inches within their first year of life. And then they grow really slow. slow, And then when they're like about three to four years old, then they'll start growing again. It's very odd. What an interesting. We had to do a lot of research on this (laughs) to try and estimate the age of this of this turtle. Uh, And then we, we estimated his gender based on his shell shape and his coloring and the length and width of his tail. As you do with men turtles, So we, we are fairly confident this is a about two to three-year-old male red-eared slider. All right. So he's a little guy. He is, as most red-eared sliders are, not particularly social to humans.
0: Uh-huh.
1: You can put on gloves and pick him up, you know, and support him fully and move him around as you need. He's not going to whip around and bite you, but he's oh. also not going to... Care interact with you very much. Yeah. For most turtles and tortoises, handling is really stressful. Yeah. There are lots of other ways that you can provide them good enrichment in their life, but yeah. human interaction is not something that they are generally seeking out. Understandable. You just, you know, one of the, one of the the downfalls to being a reptile lover
0: is I that, might actually be Timmy. Oh,
1: <laughs> a lot of reptiles are just like they don't appreciate us the same way we appreciate them. That's fine.
0: <laughs> it's okay.
1: Uh red eared <laughs> sliders though are are often chosen as a a first-time semi-aquatic turtle Uh so they do need a water source but they also need rocks and pile you know their substrate either has to slant or they need floating anchored floating logs and basking platforms so that they can get out of the water gotcha in the wild they live in ponds so that they come out and bask and do all that fun stuff and then they go under and that's where they eat they are uh Omnivores, so they uh-huh. eat a mix of pond scum, worms, buggies. Delicious. Um, in captivity, we have like turtle pellets that we feed to that gives them all those basic. Can
0: I please have a pond scum <laughs> earthworm salad? Like just. With a turtle pellet topping. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And so
1: these guys, uh, really, they they ideally are pond pets. Mm -hmm. You would have, like, a great outdoor environment for them so that they could get all that natural sunlight. Would they wander
0: off if you had an outdoor pond for them? No, not if it was big
1: enough. You know, they're water turtles, so they would prefer that. This guy in particular was, the story is, Uh, somebody had him, they moved out, they left him in an ice chest in their garage. Ah. And the neighbor said that he'd been there for a week. They hadn't been (gasps) back. When he came in, the water did not look like it had been sitting for a week. His shell was very dirty. Like he'd been sitting in dirty water for a week, but the water itself didn't look dirty. So we're a little bit confused. But one of our volunteers, thankfully, said she had an extra 30 gallon tank, which is a good size for... Someone his size. Uh It's a little bit small, but it's not like too cramped by any means. And it was a big upgrade from the ice chest. I bet. Uh it, you know, filled it up with water, had a little log that we were able to put in there, had some lights on him, have a a siphon system so that we can change out water manually, because we don't have a filtration system. Because, you know. Uh, So we'll have to keep his water nice and clean. And we went ahead and made him available for adoption because this is not a turtle that could be re released. If we find a rescue that right. would like to take him in, that that's fine too. But if there's someone that would like to take him in, it is possible to set up red eared sliders in indoor tank environments. Cool. You just need a pretty large tank. They can right. get up to anywhere between eight to twelve inches oh, okay. is standard. And the goal is that you need at least ten gallons of water per inch. Okay. With a minimum of twenty gallons. So like babies need to be in a twenty so gallon.
0: Max they'd need about a hundred and twenty, 20 gallons, gallons. Which is a big, it's pretty tank, big
1: which is why, you know, especially if you want multiple, people will say just just build a pond. yeah. Right? Um, but if you have just the one little guy and he doesn't get that big, yeah. you know, you could look at a hundred gallon tank yeah, and have a turtle in a hundred gallon tank. And
0: yeah, there
1: you go. Why not? Do um, it. But yeah, and then they're, send me they're cool. They're cool. Little, cool little guys. And Timmy, awesome. the young male red-eared slider is available for adoption at city of Elk Grove animal services in Elk Grove, California. <laughs> Uh, his adoption fee is set at $40 because for our exotics, nice. we, we try to label them as competitively market value. You yeah. know, we're not trying to make a bunch of money off them, obviously. Right. But uh, baby red-eared sliders, you know, you can get as cheap as 12 bucks from most pet right. stores. But adults, because you know their sex and you... And they're just bigger and hardier, yeah. uh, always are a little bit more expensive. Sure. So $40 is a pretty, pretty on par All right.
0: adoption fee. And Can they check out Timmy on the Elk Cove Animal Shelter website?
1: Yep, yeah, he should be listed there. It might be a little bit. Tough to find him because I think the built-in links are dogs and cats. Ah, gotcha. i got to figure that out. But we'll post him on our social media yeah. as well. And you can always come visit him. He lives in the small animal room with all the rabbits. Yay! <laughs> at the same at animal visit. shelter. So that's he awesome. is. You know, we've built some, even though his tank is pretty bare because we set it up kind of in the moment, we've uh, taped some informative signage up to offer him some hiding spots so he doesn't have to feel like he's oh. on display all the yeah. time great and and there's a lid on his tank oh, so people know not to fun. just reach in yeah yeah don't you'll get
0: bit you don't want to do it no <laughs>
1: i don't think he would but turtles bite
0: hey don't anything can bite <laughs>
1: <laughs> accurate <laughs> except for things that don't have mouths but you know
0: whoa <laughs> true <laughs>
1: <laughs> worms can't bite
0: Whoa. <laughs>
1: but uh but anyway, so that's our that's our adoptable pet of this episode, episode 49, featuring Timmy the red-eared slider, Timmy yep. the turtle. And he is he is currently adoptable at the City awesome. of Elk Grove Animal
0: Services. If you have an adoptable pet that you would like to share with us, mm-hmm. we always love to see those. We're happy to reshare, retweet, signal post a little signal boost a little bit. Yeah. Um we're also Always welcome to have you send us one to talk about on the show if it's Mm -hmm. a longer-term pet that needs just more people and more positive thoughts from us yeah, to get them into a new home.
1: It might be an adopter. You never know. But it also might just be good thoughts and just a social media outreach you know the more shares you get the more likely you're to reach someone in your area so please never hesitate we are happy to shout out all adoptable pets regardless of species because we are an all species podcast of course Uh, if you would like to send a pet our way you can reach us on any of our social media platforms on instagram we're crittercast podcast on facebook we're crittercast on twitter we're cast critter And you can also find us on YouTube as CritterCast. Probably can't really shout out animals on there, but you can see some really cool content. For sure. The other place that you can find us living on the interwebs (laughs) is our website. That is
0: CritterCastPodcast.com.
1: Or on our Patreon, which is Patreon.com slash CritterCast. Mm-hmm. Now, our Patreon is going to be going through a 2020 facelift um, because we know there's we could do more for our patrons. Yeah. Uh, we're just trying to figure out how we can be consistent and be pleasing our patrons while you know also making sure that the bulk of our listeners that maybe aren't patrons are also getting lots of good content so it's going through a little bit of a facelift for the new year but join in there it's a way that you can just support creators that you love if you want to see them continue doing what they do it's really helpful for those of us small creators that do this on top of full-time jobs. Oh, yeah! Um, it, it's just really awesome to know that we have a community of people that want to support our creative mission yeah. and want to see more CritterCast content.
0: And there's so many ways to support us. If you like what we're doing, please consider leaving a review, telling your friends or family mm-hmm. if you think they'd enjoy listening to an episode. Yep. Engaging with us on social yeah. media, sharing our social
1: media with other people, mm-hmm. uh, recommending us just by word of mouth, like Cassie was saying or twitter apparently is really big with that twitter's too. big um and just show love and kindness to all the critters that's in right. your world that's if that's all our podcast is is you know <laughs> every day a new person out there shows a little bit of kindness to the snake um, on the road or the spider yeah. in the corner of their uh in the corner of their room
0: then we have done our then we've done our duty our duty yeah and we are and we'll be happy at yep. the end of the day accurate uh so for episode 50 Yes. It's going to be a big one. Oh, God. And we want to keep it pretty relevant to some big stuff that's going on in the wildlife Mm -hmm. world right now. Mm -hmm. So we'll be talking about an animal species specific um, to Australia Mm -hmm. that's been under some pressure with all of the bushfires there. Yeah. We'll also be talking about some ways that... We can, um, we'll do some vetting and find some reliable, trustworthy charities and ways that you can help support the animals in Australia. Yeah. So we'll be sharing those on our social media too, leading up to that, but uh, tune in for episode 50 to learn more about a very cool animal from Australia and see what you can do to help it out. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's going to be super
1: important. But for episode 49, yeah. that's that's going to be it. You know, we we talked to you guys, we told you all about our tips as as, you know, previous adopters and adoption counselors and just loving pet owners for welcoming a new pet into your home, however they came to you, especially if they came to you as a gift, and just for setting yourself in your new pets up for success we hope that you all have you know low stress enjoyable first (laughs) few weeks with new pets and you know we're always here to help answer any questions if you're thinking about getting a pet and trying to find the right one check out our website we have some really great reptile specific resources but we're also happy to pass along wisdom for sure we hope to hear from you guys and we look forward to our very special 50th episode in a couple of weeks see you later alligator after a while crocodile this is the CritterCast podcast